SAFM. Very good Thursday to you, Mzansi, and a very cold one for us if you're in Cape Town. Welcome to Otherwise Talking Women on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. My name is Shadow Twala. Hazel Makuzeni is my producer, and Derek Fordyce, our technical producer for today. Our contact details are 0892102010. Email otherwise at safm.co.za. Tweets at otherwise safm or at Shadow Twala. Today we talked to a trauma counsellor, Viv Rutledge, about tension and trauma-releasing exercises, otherwise known as tray, tray, and she'll tell us all about it. Then Nanette Minar of Kulisa's Shine Women's Empowerment Program uh, uh, delivers their latest findings on the victim prevention research. And finally, Annette Jones, co-founder of Memories of Africa, shares details on this project. But first, our lunch bite, which is... Slightly long, but I thought I liked it. I liked it. It's called the sacred work. The sacred work is the work for which you were born. It is that which is encoded in you in every fiber of being that houses your bright spirit. If you listen, it will call to you from the inside, asking, calling, even begging for you to release it from its cage of reason, of logic, of acting normal, getting it right, waiting for ready. If you listen to it, it's knocking from the door inside. Do you know where that door is upon which is written your holy name? The name that belongs to the part of you that knows who you are. The name you struggle with or don't dare to say out loud for fear of being hurt or heard. Healer, teacher, leader, change maker, priestess, artist, poet, storyteller, way shower, guide, cantadora, medicine woman, writer, shaman, seer, dreamer the time has come even today for those who are able to rise into the work called sacred if you feel anxiety fatigue if you wonder what it's all about if you wonder when your time will come there's only one thing i know that is the remedy for this overculturation that keeps us captured from our soul's deepest song it is this to declare your sacred work that's by sheila sophia Otherwise, on SAFM. Uh, do you experience blockages that prevent you from moving forward? Are you being held back by something or somebody? Is a trauma or past event affecting how you live in the present? Well, Viv joins me now, Viv Rutledge, who's a trauma counselor and level two trade practitioner, to answer all those questions because there's a workshop coming up. Hello, Viv. Hello, Shadow. Thank you for your time and thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for inviting me to share a bit more with the audience about TRE. Yes, what is TRE or TRAE? Well, it is a body-centered process um, which was originally developed to address the impact of traumatic experiences on the body. Mm-hmm. Um, but over time, we've also come to learn that it can benefit all people in releasing everyday stress and tension by bringing the body back into balance on an emotional and physical level. Do you know, all of us, I think, have some some of these blockages that prevent us from moving forward, but we don't have a name for them. And some, some I think we've just been trained enough to live with it and deal with it. Um, and, and because we don't have a name for it, we just carry it throughout our lives. Are there dangers of not dealing with our trauma? Yes, you know, I think trauma... I think a lot of people, when they go through something traumatic, um, know of the more uh, conventional approach of, of maybe going to a 
trauma counselor or psychologist where you talk through the trauma, mm-hmm. which I think is very necessary because we need to make sense um, on a cognitive level about what's happened to us um, and integrate it um, into our ongoing lives. Mm-hmm. But the problem with trauma um, or stress, just general stress, is that it is held within the body mm-hmm. um, on a very deep cellular level. Mm-hmm. So even though we can hide it away and put in little boxes and and sometimes carry on with our lives, we are triggered the whole time. Um, And then those resurface and we go through all the emotions and and everything that that it carries with it. Mm -hmm. So, so in in fact, how do I find out then whether I have that, if, if it's lying so deep at a cellular level, how how do I know that I need to be dealing with it? And and are you saying then the symptoms are me breaking out and crying without understanding why and those kinds of things? Sorry, I didn't quite catch the last bit. No, 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 I'm asking that, you know, how does it present itself as, as, as what, what triggers the idea that I do have a deep-seated uh, trauma to deal with? Yeah. All right. Um, I think it's more in the patterns if we start looking at our lives and looking at the patterns that play out, um, where we find ourselves in situations where we feel stuck, uh, where we're not moving forward, where we feel like there's no resolution in situations mm-hmm. um, that keep repeating themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, those would be some of the signs. Uh, there could be physical signs, um, you know, where we, we're having pain, um, everyday sort of chronic back pains hands in our, in our hips, so it could be on a physical level, or it could be more emotional or behavioral. Mm-hmm. So you're running this workshop on, on Saturday, um, what does it entail? Well I'm working in, in um, conjunction with um, another practitioner, Adie Chubb, and Adie does very deep intuitive um, mind-body healing mm-hmm. and what she works with is she works with um, sort of the inner child the pain body she goes in and and finds the triggers for people what is it that triggers a feeling of feeling scared or feeling angry and and, and it's to work with those triggers and then to go deeper into where do those triggers come from mm. and the idea was that that a workshop like this in the beginning part when you're working with that it does it does bring up a lot of of, of emotion for people mm. and then to move into um a second sort of part of the workshop which was the tre which is enabling the body to release um that that we surfaced mm. um we felt would be a very 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 um worthwhile way to deal with it and then we were going to end it all with a labyrinth walk um, which just brings the person back to some centered, grounding feeling of, of being in their center. Now, is one session enough or does one then at the session learn to uh, continue some form of exercise, if you like, uh, you know, at, at, at their homes or in, in, in privately? Yes, certainly with the TRE, um, it would give one more taste of of, of what um, the body is capable of doing um, through learning these exercises. We always advocate um, that somebody goes to um, a TRE practitioner and has a series of, say, four to six 
um, sessions or there are a number of workshops around the country where they do um, six-week introductory um, sessions where you go once a week for six weeks um, and learn the process of of how to do the exercises and um, and just feel comfortable with it before you go off and do it on your own at home. Mm-hmm. Um, who, who should attend, uh, Viv? Because, you know, I, I think all of us in South Africa have some sort of trauma to deal with. But, uh, you, you know, and I, I, I giggle about it a bit, but I think it, it seriously... A lot of us may benefit. I mean, I mean, if companies would 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 ask you to come and do this for their staff, can one do it in such large numbers? You, the TRE on its own, I would say in large numbers, not the first part of the workshop, mm. um, because that needs quite individual holding. The TRE, if we have enough practitioners, we can do with with large numbers. Mm-hmm. We certainly have worked with you know fifty. In a room, mm-hmm. um, but then you would you would bring in other practitioners because there is a certain um, holding of that space and 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 having to be mindful and watch the people um, as they trim it just to make sure that nobody is having things surface that they feel overwhelmed by or can't deal with. Mm-hmm. But it's certainly possible, and yes, it's not just for people who have been through what we call a trauma. Because mm-hmm. um, every day stress and, and uh, tension that we carry in our bodies through the kind of lifestyles that we lead, anybody can benefit from this. Mm. I think also of, of a lot of women who have gone through uh, uh, rape and, and, and those kinds of experiences would would probably uh, benefit from TRE. Absolutely, absolutely they would. Um, and the wonderful thing about it is that it's your body doing the work. It's your body releasing, and, and it's an innate response. It's a very age-old automatic response within our bodies um, to release in this way. And sometimes, you know, one doesn't want to have to rehash it and talk through it again and again. And the wonderful thing about TRE is that you don't need to do that. You just have to trust your body to do the work. Mm. Um, and that, I think, is, is a wonderful way to, to come at, at trauma or dealing with tension or stress in your life. Okay. So this, this workshop is on Saturday, this coming Saturday, between 9 and 4. Where is it? It's actually um, being run on um, my property from our home in uh, just outside Somerset West on a, on a farm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a lovely environment. I have a labyrinth on the property. Um, uh, if anyone is interested, they are welcome to contact me. Okay, and shall we give your email or shall we give your number? What, what, what? You can give either. Okay, we'll give your your email, which is vrutledge at mweb.co.za. That's correct. Fantastic. We wish you all the best, and hopefully, we'll talk to you again. Um, you know, to find out how it all went. Thank you so much, Shadow. Thank you. Appreciate Viv. it. You take care now. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. It is V Rutledge, R-O-U-T-L-E-D-G-E at mweb.co.za. I'm, I'm always very careful about giving people's cell phone numbers on, on, on the radio. So even though she said it's okay, I'm not going to. I'll just give the email. V Rutledge at mweb.co.za. Release and realign workshop, it's called. And it's this Saturday at uh, a beautiful venue on a farm just outside Somerset West. 
and uh, directions will be will be given to you as soon as uh, as soon as you you send that email when we come back uh, we find out about the latest research which is victim prevention research and we speak with Nanette Mina of Kulisa's Shine Women's Empowerment Program after this otherwise on SAFM Thank you for joining us. It is uh, my guest is from the Shine Women's Empowerment Program, and her name is Nanette Mina from the, uh, and, and she talks to us about the Shine Victim Prevention Research. Nanette, hello. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you for joining us. Now, just give us some background on on the Shine Women's Empowerment Program. What is it? The Shine Program is a post-traumatic growth program, and it provides female victims who are emotionally or physically abused with post-traumatic support um, in order to enable them to regain their confidence. But it also empowers victims of violence to become community role models for peer education programs. And how do you do this? Is, or, or, or do you have sessions and training? How, how, does it, how does it happen? How do you find the women that you give the program to? Normally the women would be referred to us um, either by SAP um, or other organizations and most of them are victims and then they come into the program and we assist them to deal with their trauma and what's amazing is once they've been through the program they've got a natural tendency to want to give back to their community and then we involve them in a peer education program so the same victims go back to their community and then run victim prevention programs for us okay and and uh, what are the contents of the of the cause that 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 you give i mean just give us an example of some of the things that you deal with um the main um focus is to actually assist women to build resilience Mm -hmm. and we would do that first by just um actually helping them to gain knowledge on an array of different topics um from um, women's health to um, understanding their own trauma grief and grieving but even understanding the cycle of violence and the three levels of violence because mm-hmm. many of the women that's in the program they don't even know that they are in an abusive relationship and then once they they understand that we assist them to start um, talking about the trauma and we do that through narrative therapy so we assist them to share their stories mm-hmm. do you know i i i wonder you say some of them don't even know they're in abusive relationships then after the program do they go back to those relationships or how do they how do they treat their relationship with the abuser um in many cases once they finish with the program they um we assist them through um through mediation and um, to go back to um the um, some of them want to rebuild the relationships so mm-hmm. we help them through mediation to to put measures in place to rebuild the relationships and, and, and if it's, a, it's a, a spouse or a partner, we also put them in a program to assist them. Um, in many other cases, they, by, by just being in the program, they are empowered to speak up um, and they actually don't go back to those abusive relationships. So it depends on what, what the, the, um, the victim wants when they're in our program. Do you know, I went to a, a, a woman's dialogue yesterday in, in Durban mm. and we, mm. we, we, I encountered many women who um, were too scared to leave and, 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 and stayed in those kinds of relationships uh, because they, they're not empowered enough. Uh, but they also don't talk about them uh, to, to their partners or even the, the rest of their families. So how, how could you assist those kinds of women? 
And what happens in our programs, because we create a supportive structure for these women, in many cases, um, the woman that's in the program supports um, the other women in the program. So we've got cases where um, some of the women will take that lady in because she's not empowered and she doesn't know where to go once she decided to leave the abusive relationship. Um, so through the program, we create a support structure for these women, and we're also assisted by the victim sentence from, uh, from SAP. Um, so we try to create a network that will support the women once they decided um, to leave that re- those relationships. But it's very true what you are saying. The first and most important part of the program is to actually admit that you do have a problem before you can even decide to to get out of that abusive relationship. Mm. Now, the the victim prevention research that you've just completed, can you just tell us about it a bit? Now, the research study was actually um, on, um, on the, the SHINE program, and what we tried to measure was um, whether there was real impact. Um, um, is it possible to actually build resilience amongst these women? And that's what, that's what uh, the research study was all about. And the evidence was um, um, very, very real that there was definitely post-traumatic growth. Um, and that was mainly created by what you said, um, the dialogue and the sharing. Mm. Um, and things that we picked up is that um, once the woman's been through the program, um, suddenly there's new possibilities that, were, that, that opened up for them. Uh, where they felt very stuck, like you said, they didn't know where to go to, they don't know how to get out of the relationship, suddenly they see new possibilities. Um, uh, and some of the others said that um, they they now started to see but there's people that want to support them, not just the women in the program, but other friends. So they start to reach out to other women, something, um, something they've never done before. Um, others also actually develop so much self-confidence that they have the ability to now stand up um, and speak up about their abuse. Um, and it, 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 there was a feeling of a complete uh, um, belief system change that they can get out of these, um, these uh, very devastating circumstances and they can move on. So the research showed that um, a program like SHINE that empowers program of women to stand up, um, it does build resilience and it's definitely post-traumatic growth. So women need to engage in dialogue. I know um, our peer educators always tell me when they go out that there's nothing as good as talking. Mm. You just need to talk because once you start talking, it becomes a reality to you. There's many programs and I'm I'm liking the fact that you've done this research, which I'm hoping you're going to share with different organizations as well. And if if you don't exist uh, nationally, because I'm not too sure where your 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 offices are. But I I wonder, and which is some of the things that came out yesterday at our dialogue, I wonder what is being done to also take men through a program. You said some some of the partners come through, but are there organizations that deal with empowering men and, and, and educating them about, the, as you, you know, you mentioned that people don't know they're in violent relationships. Some, some of it is normal to a lot of people. You know, you, you beat up your wife before you, before you, she gives you food. And, and those, those are some of the stories we, we heard yesterday. So what is being done to empower the man as well so that he doesn't have to abuse? We have a, a program for men as well um, called Silence the Violence. And most of these women, when they go back, we actually and we have domestic violence cases that we also um, do mediation with. 
we um, we put the, the the men through the silence of violence program, um, and that actually also helps men to understand um, violence and especially um, the three levels of violence because most people think it's only physical violence and they don't understand verbal and emotional violence. Mm. And in, in in with the women we work, uh, the, uh, the biggest focus is on emotional violence. So once we, and, and that's so true, once we start working with the men, they also realize that they're doing this. Um, and um, if, you, if you're not empowered and you don't have the knowledge, it's very difficult to, to make a decision to stop that violent behavior. And I, I totally agree with what you are saying, that we need an um, integrated and a systemic approach. We cannot just focus on, on the victims. And that's why we have to do preventative work and also do crime prevention. We, um, just like sex education forms part of uh, the school curriculum, um, and our organization feels that um, violence awareness should form part of our, um, um, our school curriculum. So we should start as early as possible with doing um, awareness around violence. And, and I, I think not only at school, though, because we also need to take responsibility for our children. The, 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 the certain values that can be taught at home, uh, you know, and, and I think it, it has more weight at home and the way it's being taught rather than just learning from, from school and there's no support at home or there's a different message coming from the home front. Yes, absolutely. That's why... Um, we do parenting programs as well. That holistic approach is so important. And I do think that our kids are growing up in a, in a very different world than we, we grew up in. Um, and, and parents need to, to be empowered to have the skills to start having a dialogue with their own children. And it should start from when they're very, very small. And values is at the core of that. It's very, very important to instill the correct values with your children. Will you stay on the line for me, please, Nanette? We're going to... Otherwise, on SAFM. It's Women's Month, and in a few weeks, we'll be talking about 16 days of uh, uh, violence against women and that awareness campaign again. But I think the conversation should continue, Nanette, don't you think, throughout? Yes. um, I totally agree. It's um, that every day... Uh, we should do women empowerment. It shouldn't just um, be a certain date or certain week in a year that we focus on women empowerment. And um, and I strongly feel that if you empower a woman, you empower a nation. So that should be ongoing. Mm. Your your social solutions, Kulisa Social Solutions. Where where are your offices? Do you exist throughout the country, or are you in one province? Yeah, we um, we've got uh, thirty nine offices countrywide. And um, so people are very welcome to make contact with us, even if they want to access the research paper, they're also welcome to contact us. So any victim um, can also make contact with one of our officers. Mm. Because, because I, really, I really want you to connect with the, the women I spoke to in Durban yesterday because they would benefit from some of these solutions that you, you have. So you do have offices in Durban yes, as well? We definitely have offices in Durban and in KZN, so, so we will be very happy to make contact with them. All right, then. And wh- how do they get hold of you then, Nanette? They can um, uh, contact us by email. Our email address is info at Pulisa. Um, dot org dot za and um, they can also visit our website all our contact details are on our website that's www.tulisa.org.za 
or they can contact our national office and we'll refer them to, to the office that they need to make contact with. And our telephone number in Johannesburg is um, 788237. 788237. 788-8237. 788-8237. Fantastic. Let's check that website again. Kulisaservices.org or just Kulisa.org? Yes, Kulisa.org. Kulisa.org. Thank you so much for your time, Nanette, and, and, and spread the word, please, and, and assist out there. Thank you so much. We will, and thank you very much. Have a lovely day. You too. That okay, is, bye. Bye-bye. That is uh, Nanette Minar, Kulisa's program, um, and the research they've just done about victim prevention research. You may be interested in the results. And if you are listening, especially if you were part of our dialogue yesterday, uh, then get hold of them. Go to the website www.kulisaservices.org.za. Kulisaservices.org.za. We'll take a little break now and come back uh, to talk to Annette Jones after this. Otherwise, on SAFM. My next guest is Annette Jones, disability consultant, counselor, mental health advocate, support group facilitator, and small business entrepreneur. Where do you find the time for all of this? Annette, welcome. Annette? Thanks for the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually sitting in my bed, recovering from a knee, uh, water on the knee, and... My voice is a bit croaky, but I, I won't give up. <laughs> Listen, no, no, look after that knee. What what happened? What happened? I think I must have had a little um, injury that sort of only, you know, occurred lately and it's given me a bit of pain. But I'm fine. I'm in, in recovery. <laughs> I hope your the, your husband is looking after you. Somebody yes, is. Yes, he is. Fantastic. Because <laughs> you. he's your business partner as well, yes, is he, he not? Yes, he is, yeah. Okay, now tell me, I saw these beautiful bracelets. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is why you're on the show today. Yes. And, and I, you know, I thought it, it was a good thing to talk about them and see what they do for other people as well. So how did it come together for you and your husband uh, to start Memories of Africa? Actually, um, I was fortunate before I met him, I had been invited in 2011 to go to a, 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 a little um, evangelistic um, get-together with a church, a Baptist church in mm-hmm. Cape Town. Mm-hmm. And we went to George and I met this lady at that uh, particular um, venture and she was rolling um, paper beads and she showed me, she was a, a missionary Mm-hmm. And she showed me how to roll the paper beads. And then I went home and I was actually recovering um, after being in hospital um, and also having had arthritis at the time. I had to find something to take my mind off the pain. Mm-hmm. And um, the paper beads were the solution. So I started rolling paper beads by using adverts of click and checkers and sort of recycled paper mm. by cutting it into strips and rolling it onto a, a toothpick. And so they became quite unique because nobody was doing that at the time. Tell me, I, I'm trying to understand and, 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 and figure it out. Yeah. Rolling the paper, are you using water? What are you, what are you using? No, no. Um, we, we, the paper gets cut. Um, it's 20 millimeter wide and it's cut into a strip uh, right to the, uh, you know, it, it ends in a in a in a very sharp um, edge, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that paper gets rolled onto a toothpick. You roll it, you roll it all the way to the end, and then you glue it with a little bit of clear glue. 
Mm -hmm. So it forms a paper bead. And, and you know, you can do this in any color. It's just it's amazing. So we've um, entered, my husband and I entered this competition um, uh, with CCDI and the Waterfront Pick and Pay as well as the World Design Capital. And we did, we, we created yellow paper beads and we put black. Um, African beads in between and we were one of the finalists for that competition That's which amazing. we're very honored to be part of <laughs> yeah thanks to CCDI because I've been a member of the Cape Craft Design Institute for about four or five years now fantastic yeah. so 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 when you when you roll this paper because because I'm, I'm trying to I, I think yes. it would be so interesting to teach other people because yes. now you've got a group of women that are assisting you I, 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 I'm trying to, you know, this, with this project, we have family assisting us, but we haven't been able to, you know, generate, um, enough, uh, money yet. Mm. So we, with this particular project that we're doing now, it will be sold at the Waterfront Pick and Pay in September. Mm. We're hoping with that money to be get, to be able to create more jobs for persons with, um, psychiatric disabilities. Okay, yeah. so 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 from from the sale of what you've done now, yes. that will enable you to 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 draw in more people yeah, because more I think I think it's such a wonderful project that can be used in in so many areas of South Africa. Yes, absolutely. It's it's unique, you know, to South Africa, um, and and I, I, the the desire that Russell and I have is. That we want to create jobs for people who struggle to get jobs mm, otherwise, mm, you know, mm. and especially persons with mental health challenges. Now, I like the name Memories of Africa. What yes. what what brought that name about? Okay, I'll explain. You know why we call it <laughs> Memories of Africa is because our paper beads and African beads we put onto a memory wire. And the memory wire is a circular wire. So it's, it's something that people can take over to another country because it's light enough to transport mm -hmm. for tourists. Mm -hmm. And it's a memory of, of our country, uh, a little memory to say, hey, I've found something in South Africa that somebody has locally made. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's the idea. <laughs> <laughs> Annette, now I I want to know if somebody is listening and they yes. really want to assist uh, you, and, yes. and this is what I'm hoping somebody is listening and says, yes. you know, I want to assist you. I've got, I've, I've, I, I can help you get other women to start creating these things, other yes. people to start creating. What would they have to do? What What are you looking for to get it ahead? Well, you know what, we, we actually battle to try and get enough funds. You know, we want to pay people because we want to create jobs. Mm -hmm. And we, with this project, we hoping and praying to God that we can make enough money to do that. Mm. But we're needing more help, you know, with Christmas coming up. Mm. Uh, we also want to market this product um, as a corporate gift. Mm. You know, if people want to um, give it to their employees as a gift at the Christmas table, you know, um, with closing down parties and things mm. like that. Mm. So if Wolvers, for instance, wants to come on board, that would be wonderful. <laughs> You're calling them by name now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, and also since we've worked with Checkers um, ads, you know, maybe they also would like to come on board. But as many companies, you know, that... that that can come on board. I, I think it would be wonderful if we can create jobs in this country. Okay, Memories of Africa. Where yes. do they find you? 
Well, um, I can give you my cell number. Really? Don't you have? A, do you have an I email do, address? I do have an email address, but we're busy revamping our website. Okay. Okay. So that's why we're busy working on that um, at the moment. I, I can give you my cell number. I, I I really don't like giving people's private cell uh, numbers away. Can I give my email address? I think give your email, and then at least people will will. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Give us your email, yes, please. Yes. I'll spell it out. It's the, it's on the old surname, so it's A. Double N E, mm-hmm. double T E, mm-hmm. and then F R F for Freddy, mm-hmm. R for Run, U, sorry, F R A, N C I, S E U S. Annette Franciscus. Yes. Gmail.com. Yeah. Fantastic. I wish you lots of love, sweetie, and, and yeah. all the best. They, they're being sold this weekend. They're, when? Be, they're going to be sold from hopefully from next week mm. in the beginning of September. Um, but we just got to, you know, they haven't given us exactly the date. Okay. But it's definitely going to happen in September. And I would like to just encourage, you know, persons with mental health challenges, like I myself have bipolar. Mm-hmm. I also deal with depression. Yes. And I want people to know that there is hope, you know, after the long, dark tunnel, you know, of not mm. being able to find work and struggling to find the right medication you know Mm -hmm. i want people to know that we have been stable now for quite a number of years and we want to give people hope that you can start your own business and you can find something that will bring you joy you know that will be able to put bread on the table that that is something that we want to give people the hope fantastic you know? fantastic thank you so much mm. Annette and and all the best look after that knee yeah. and i hope i hope that you're back in action soon thank you so much shadow you thank take care you. blessings to you and, you and everyone there at SAFM. okay thank you thanks so much bye 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 uh that is uh annette franciscus at gmail.com francis with S-C-U-S at the end at gmail.com that's how you get the the memories of Africa um, beads and they'll be selling in, in, in Cape Town from September hopefully but I think it's a wonderful idea and and a wonderful job creation idea so if you want to support her please do write to her